Happy Mother's Day! <laughs>that those who are just anxious and curious about life yeah it's for you yeah so we're gonna talk about some new things we're gonna talk about some old things we are going to try to change your perspective on things but we also want you to share your perspective on what we're talking about so happy mother's day Happy Mother's Day! <laughs> I'm gonna laugh every time I say that. <sighs> anyway, on today's episode of Happy Mother's Day, we're talking about motherhood. I mean, we talk about motherhood. Every we talk about everything. Episode. But... We talk about our real lives, and motherhood is a huge part of that. And um, I was sharing this with Shar a little bit before we started recording that I feel like we all have those moms that we admire or like hashtag mom goals, just people that we just aspire to be like. And one of mine, I went up to her and I asked her, I was like, how do you do it? And it was like, child, I don't know. (laughs) Nobody knows. But I mean, I feel like especially when I first found out I was pregnant and just like the early months of, of being a mom. There's this image of just moms, or at least like the the good moms having it all together. And I don't know if I just put unnecessary pressure on myself, but it's just like, how do they know? They must know because, you know, maybe they had a great mom or maybe they have examples. And no, like the consensus, and I ask this question to a lot of moms, actually. The consensus is like, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know what you're doing. And half of those times, the moms don't. You don't always feel like you're doing a good job as a mom. Um, and I know for me, I at least rely on my friends and my husband because I think I'm harder on myself than I need to be. Mm-hmm. But I just got to let it I got to let, let it go. I let it go. So I, you know, growing up watching Claire Huxtable. Hashtag mom goals. Oh, my God. <laughs> Such mom goals. And like just their family. And I had all these ideas. Um once I was pregnant. So mm-hmm. I did not um, grow up dreaming of like getting married or having children. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always loved Claire Huxtable. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, once I kind of got over the shock of being pregnant, that's a whole other story. <laughs> you know, of course, you know, my mind went back to like some of those moms, uh, my grandmother, my mm-hmm. mother, mm-hmm. and you know, what my experience was like growing up with a single mother and being raised by my grandmother. And and they did a phenomenal job. And I wanted to take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what that looked like, but there was naturally this pressure that I put on myself to do a better job. What what does that even mean Mm -hmm. than, you know, what what I experienced and I will say that like I 
am learning to parent Queenie every day. Mm. Like every day I learn something new about myself and how to parent her. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very different for each child, right? Like you have two, so yeah. I would imagine that. I'm, a, I'm two different moms. Like I feel like. Already, you oh see Oh my it. gosh, yes. And I think that, oh man, I haven't, I don't know that I've ever really dug deep into this. So we're about to do it, okay? We're about to do it. I'm about to be I'm super honest and real. I needed validation with Emery on me being a good mom. I think that, you know, we've shared this in season one, how we became mothers. And I think it was a shocking, you know, experience for us both for different reasons. Um, but I think with Emery, I was on like super hydropower mode, you know, it's just like, these are the things that I got to do. And these are the things that I have to say. And these are the opportunities that I have to, you know, bring to her. And um, I was kind of like on autopilot. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I was as present um, in the beginning stage. I think I did a good job, you know, but I, I don't know that I kind of let things be. Because with your first child, there's this nervousness or this anxiety around oh whether you want to break yes, them. I know. So you want to do all things yeah. and everything mm -hmm. and you want to do it perfectly. Mm -hmm. And then um, you beat yourself up yeah. if you're not. At least I did. You know, I beat myself up a lot. With Emery, and I think in some ways I still do. It's funny because my husband and I just had a conversation because uh, Emery and I had, we have a bump of heads a lot, just in general. Mm -hmm. I think it's the age thing. I think it's mommy-daughter relationships. But we were bumping our heads about, what was it? We were in Arizona. Remember when we got locked in the room? I locked out the room. Well, I was so pissed. <laughs> I was so mad because she keeps on saying, like, Mommy, I want to learn how to be a babysitter. Like, mommy, I want to be the best big sister ever, which is great. And she's probably putting a lot of unnecessary pressure on herself, too. Yeah, I put her some fall fall. <laughs> <laughs> but I was upset because I told her to hold the door. And I was like, babe, just hold the door. Like, just hold the door. I'm just bringing. We had a whole debacle about the car seat and the stroller. And it was just a lot. And um, she let the door close. And I'm like, babe, all you had to do was hold the yeah, door. And I'm like, at least it closed with me having Sydney. Because at first I was going to bring the stroller out first. But I'm like, let me just bring Sydney out first. And um, but wait, now I'm, I'm I can see it. Like when I got back to the door and you were standing there like, but you were so graceful. You I were like, but let me tell happy. you why. I, I think that I have learned to be, I mean, I give, I give my kids so much grace, probably more grace than I give myself, you know what I mean? But they will always have grace. Right before you came up, Emery asked me for a second chance. She's like, mommy, can I have a second chance to be a better, a better big sister? It's like, first of all, I was kind of sad. It's like, dang, like, I can't believe you asked this. You know what I mean? Like one, I was, I was actually proud of her for advocating for herself in that mm -hmm. way but I think and I, I spoke about this on my page um on on a sit down talk where I was just like how many kids didn't have opportunity to have second chances you know and not even like in these big you know Absolutely. moments but just like a second things. chance to you know for a parent to kind of bring them back down to the level of their kids to realize that the frustration that I'm feeling isn't a big deal because you know what happened? You came and you rescued us mm -hmm. and it took an extra, what, five minutes. It wasn't even that big it of a deal. a deal. So like, yes, I think it's important to explain, to like have these lessons with your kids, but I also think it's important for them to kind of realize that it's okay to not have it all together. And that was a big lesson for me because I was a little sad. I was like, wow, like, 
first of all, you always get a second chance. Absolutely. But like to have to ask, and I just thought about all those kids that weren't given that, mm-hmm. and it just it really made I thought about and my they own feel childhood. Like one mistake, yeah, yeah, like yeah. something small could have happened, and it's still playing in your mind now. Like you know, like those embarrassing things that happen, <laughs> and you'd be in bed, you'd be like, damn, why did I say that, or why did I do that, you know? Yeah. But just going back to you know the way that we're mothering, I feel like with Emery and I, like our mother-daughter relationship is what's growing me in motherhood and I can take the mother that I'm becoming and give it to Sydney. Mm. It's like a it's like a constantly kind of evolving kind of thing. And it's not to say that I'm not learning anything from Sydney. I think with every kid you learn, you know, something, but I feel like I'm able to take the gems in the experience with Emery and kind of feed them into the experience with Sydney. And I think that like that's like the biggest lesson is just to kind of going with it really does. Everybody always talks about going with the flow and how, but it's hard to go. And with then the how flow. do you know which one is the flow? What is the flow? Right? I, I think just realizing that these yeah. mistakes are never that big. It's never that big of a deal. It's, it's not a big deal. And you know if it's a big deal. Like yeah. if it's a catastrophic kind of event, right. like you know, but I think just thinking back and, and thinking about those situations and thinking like, is this that big of a deal? Mm-hmm. Is it is it a mountain problem, as Emery says? She has pebble mo- pebble, <laughs> pebble problems. problems. What is it? Pebble problem, rock problem, and mountain problem. Is that. this a mountain problem? It's not. It's not. It typically is not. Mm-hmm. Um, I am learning that I don't know it all. <laughs> no, we don't. I cannot fix it all. I cannot spare her or me from everything. Um, and I mean, having a child is like the, one of the greatest opportunities I've had to surrender and just let go and let her be Mm. and let us be. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I've learned so much about myself and my childhood, like as I parent her, um, you know, I think back on the things that. I mean, it all worked out for my good, but the things that went really well mm-hmm. and then those that didn't and what I want to change for her, um, but also how like my upbringing has shaped me mm-hmm. and what that, how I bring those things into all my relationships, not just with Queenie. Yeah. Like, you know, in a lot of ways, I think through how I show up at work. And or how I did initially, at least Mm -hmm. I read an article um, a couple of weeks ago, maybe like two weeks ago, and it was a a black woman sharing her experience at work and kind of dimming her light or masking Mm -hmm. and not, um, you know, as readily or as easily speaking up for herself or advocating. And I think for a lot of us, and she touched on it, it's, it starts at home mm-hmm. when you're cut off, when you're shut down, when mm-hmm. you don't have a voice, mm-hmm. and when you look at authority as, you know, this, this authority figures mm-hmm. as these people who um, can, can challenge you, but you can't fight back or you can't push mm-hmm. back and you don't have a voice in those spaces. And that, car- that, that carries with, that stays with you mm-hmm. as it you sure navigate. Does. And so I think through... And, and honestly, though, that was not my experience. I could say whatever I wanted to say. 
to my, not so much to my grandmother, but I think by the time I came along, my grandmother was older. She was a little tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I didn't, get, yeah. I didn't get spankings. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to go get my own switch. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to do those things. But, um, and with my mom, I, there were definitely some boundaries that I could not cross with my mom, but I had a voice. So I'm really grateful for that. And that has stuck with me, like Mm -hmm. a lot of freedom. Like I said, in in another episode I shared, I didn't feel a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. um, to do anything. Gratefully, I was a pretty decent kid. So I didn't get a lot, get into any trouble, but um, I didn't feel that pressure. I had a voice. And so I'm trying to make sure that Queenie has that experience. Um, where she knows that she can push back, mm-hmm. she can challenge me, she can ask, she can be curious. Yeah, that is yes. what we call it in our home. Yes. Like yes. you can be curious. Mm-hmm. You cannot be disrespectful, yes. but you yes. can be curious. Mm-hmm. You can ask questions. You can ask me mm-hmm. why. And I love this. I spoke at um, the Flash Tech Summit hosted by Adrian um, oh, yes. last Saturday. Yes, yes. And before it started, some mom, some some women and I were standing outside, and we were just talking about um, how we're parenting. Mm-hmm. It's so ironic. We were talking about how we isn't it funny how that's always a conversation. Yeah. And one of the things that I took away from one of the moms in the circle was that she and her children have they have a voice, mm-hmm. but they have non negotiables. Mm-hmm. These are things that you must do. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the other things you can challenge, you can ask mm-hmm. questions, whatever. We can I have a conversation, that. but there are some non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like um, what I'm learning about myself as I parent Queenie benefits both of us. Mm-hmm. And she's shaping me in a way that I never imagined. Like like you said, you learn so much from her. I mm-hmm. learned so much from her about life and the world. And I love seeing it through her eyes. Yep. And I take a lot of that with me into corporate spaces Mm -hmm. and into these rooms that Mm -hmm. I'm able to navigate now. And the way I show up for myself, it's almost like I'm showing up um, and I'm advocating for both of us. Yeah. You know, because you you take away time from Mm -hmm. from her. You do. (laughs) So I'm going to show up and I'm going to advocate for both of us. But I'm learning so much about myself just from being her mom. and it, But it looks different every day. Of course, of course. Because it's a different situation every, every day. day. It's a different lesson every day. Yeah, yeah. and they change every day. I they guess we change. do too. But these kids, I'm like, when did you I, learn I, that I, word? Listen, I think they change at a faster rate. But I think biologically they do. They have a lot, yeah. especially younger kids. Mm-hmm. There is so much to learn about being a human in those first couple of years yeah. that they do change at a faster rate than we do. And I think that they're more not only susceptible to change, but change is a requirement Mm -hmm. for them. Us is a choice. (laughs) We can decide to be who we want it to be at 20, whatever the age is, Mm -hmm. you can put any number in there. You can say, this is who I am. There's no one or anything that can change that. And I will say I was that person until I became a mom. I think that in some ways I've always been really confident and I've always been you know, a go-getter and someone that advocated for myself, but I all—I didn't always feel like that in my career. Um, I'm a lawyer by trade. You know, I went to law school, went through all of the things, and, you know, there is a culture of, like, more senior attorneys versus junior attorneys, and it's just, like, the experience gives you the, maybe not confidence just confidence but it's like your your word carries more weight the longer that you've been working at a firm or working in this particular field and I did at times find myself um not speaking up as often um before I had Emery and then after that it was kind of like 
I don't, I mean, I know that she inspired it, but before it was more of advocating for my family and advocating for the time that I wanted to spend with my family. And then once Emery became older and, you know, going through things in school and making sure you're at teaching her to advocate for herself in the classroom, I find myself learning from those lessons. And I found that I wasn't always taught those lessons. So like, I can only imagine what these girls are going to grow up to be, especially if they enter the corporate space, like, what Mm -hmm. (laughs) like they're gonna have the tools and everything and I think like motherhood also teaches me that you're not done learning you know what I mean I feel like if we surrender like you said surrender into the motherhood process surrender into the surrender into being being understanding that we're going to change and being accepting of that change because I will definitely say going back to having that more rigid kind of motherhood stance is there were certain things that were non-negotiables for me as a mom. But then when you think about why, I'm thinking about because those are things that I didn't get in my childhood. So how much of those things that you're instilling in your kid about you Mm -hmm. versus what is it that they need? What do they need? You know, Emery doesn't need any help advocating for herself. She might be quiet. She might be sensitive, but she will tell you exactly how she feels and why. But me kind of pushing that and honing in on that has more to do with me than it has to do with her. So I'm I'm noticing that. And, you know, Sydney's just, I don't know if that's because Emery's her big sister and I'm her mama, but she has no problem (laughs) advocating. (laughs) I I don't think I'm going to have that issue with her. But even going back to the lessons with motherhood, I think me being her mother is going to teach me something completely different. Like what you, Oh my God, she's a totally different kid. She's a totally, totally different human, you know? And I just think that I'm entering the second season of motherhood a lot more present, a lot more, um, chill. Like just, we're just kind of going with it, Mm -hmm. you know? And if, if a, if a problem presents, I'm not on troubleshooting mode. With Emery, I I was in trouble. I was just like, this could happen. Let me do this in advance of that. And I stressed myself out about it Mm -hmm. because those things didn't happen. Mm -hmm. You know, like one of the biggest things was I wanted to raise Emery to not feel like she has to hug people if she doesn't want to hug people. She don't hug people anyway. (laughs) (laughs) That was never a lesson that I had to teach her because she don't want to do it. She's not going to do it. That's That's a big thing for me is growing up, I had to hug everybody, yep. the weird person at church, mm-hmm. the one that smelled like mm-hmm. whoever it was, mm-hmm. I had to hug them. And that's big for me. Mm-hmm. Like Queenie does not, she does not have to go anywhere. She doesn't want, like if she doesn't she want won't. to stay, <laughs> right? She won't, mm-hmm. but it's just, it is, um, and we'll, maybe we should t- talk about this mm-hmm. separately, but, um, for me, like raising her. You know, it, I had to have conversations. Mm-hmm. We'll probably touch on this more, but it was really big for me. And I had to have conversations with like family and whoever to let them know, like, you know, it's not a sign of disrespect, yeah. but I'm raising her this way. Mm-hmm. She does. I want her to trust her gut, mm-hmm. her instinct about who she wants to have that type of connection with. So she's not hugging for the sake of hugs. Mm-hmm. You don't have to ask if she wants to, and she will run up to mm-hmm. those that she wants to and give them mm-hmm. a hug. Mm-hmm. Or if someone does, if she wants to, yep. she will. There's no reticence mm-hmm. around it. And so that's what I want for her. But growing up in the South, you know, you hugged everybody. Yep. Yep. And I 
you know, I was, I, I remember preparing myself to have the conversation with family. Like I wasn't nervous. Like mm -hmm. this is my child mm -hmm. and I'm going to advocate for her in a way that she cannot. Mm -hmm. She's learning to trust herself. So uh, that was a whole thing. And even anyway, we'll have a separate <laughs> episode on that, but it's, it's instilling those things in them that were not necessarily instilled in us mm -hmm. from the beginning mm -hmm. to, you know, we're in control of our bodies and mm -hmm. who we hug and all, where we spend the night, all the mm -hmm. things. Now, I couldn't spend the night anywhere. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to either. That, that wasn't yeah, happening. I grew up in a very strict household. And similarly to you, in Haitian culture, we kiss everybody. Yeah. So, like, mm -hmm. yeah, we kiss everyone. Like, you walk into a room. You kiss all the elders one by one by one by one by one. Granted, we haven't been in that situation because I think families in my generation look so different. Growing mm. up, fam like everybody came out. Great aunts, great uncles, aunts, aunties. I mean, aunties, uncles, kids. Like it was all, it was never a party, a get together or something with less than 70 okay. people. That is never. Can you imagine going in the room and kissing like 50 people? Yeah, we haven't we haven't been in that situation. Um, but even if we were, Emery is so sure of like she wouldn't do it anyway. She absolutely she would wouldn't. She's like, Mommy, I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. And I would never force her, you know, mm -hmm. to do that. And that kind of leads me to like we hear this phrase a lot. And I don't know if we plan on talking about this in another episode. I didn't see it, but I'm gonna just throw it out there and see what happens. But we talked about, you know, raising our kids in in a way where they don't need to have therapy or like, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, that is what is it? Yeah, we're talking about that. Oh, we are in a different episode. Okay, we'll talk about <laughs> that later. But I will, as a as just an extra note, I will say that there really is a huge distinction between the trauma that we experienced as children and the way that we project that trauma onto our kids. Yeah. And I think we also just have to be okay with knowing that like our kids are going to have their own sets of issues mm -hmm. with us, mm -hmm. with the world, with the, you know, with the people around them. And we have to make sure that we give them that space to speak their piece. And I think like even thinking about the, the hugging thing, like I didn't, I never forced Emery to be, to, to do that with anyone but that hasn't even come up as a problem. You know what I mean? And I'm thinking like, how many times am I mothering the little girl inside of me yeah. versus mothering the little girl in That's, front of me? You yeah, know what absolutely. I mean? And I and that is something that I wouldn't say I'm struggling with because it's not a struggle, it's a realization. Mm -hmm. It's just something that I'm working through and something that I'm practicing being more present with. And um, that's another thing that like motherhood told me, like not only is there not like a, template or a book a guidebook or anything i think a lot of it is really winging it on purpose mm -hmm. like we think of winging it like it's a bad thing like it's something that you're not prepared for but no like i'm prepared for motherhood because i had a baby yeah anybody that's capable of having a baby whether that's your you know blood child whether you like any mother figure is capable of being a mother yeah and i think that's not that's not the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing is just showing up for your kid, being present, and just trying to just be there more as a guide, yeah, more as a mirror, more as a someone to hold your hand. Mm -hmm. And I, I think I came into motherhood thinking like I have to protect this child and I have yeah. to guard them <laughs> for the world because the world is crazy. The world has been good to us so yeah. far. Yeah, the world has been better to us than I thought. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that 
the scary isn't as scary as I thought it would be. The unknown isn't as bad, you know, as I thought it would be. You know, there are some moments that are more challenging than others, but I don't know, man. I just feel like just having a little bit more of a positive, like, in, like a positive stance on things yeah. has kind of lessened yeah. the stress. Stress is a bad word. Not lessen the stress, but lessen the scary. It's yeah. not as scary yeah, as I thought it would scary. be. And we're doing it scared. We're doing, we're doing it, scared. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah, you just gotta do it. You just got yeah, and <sighs> you. Two things that I thought of as you were sharing is like what I've for in terms of what I've learned now is like the way that I advocate for Queenie. In some ways, I don't even advocate for myself and um, I need to readjust <laughs> your speaking and me. some of the things that I do for her or on her behalf I didn't even do for me and but but I'm nudged to do that I'm yeah. nudged to take better Same. care of myself yeah um, even like you know big or small thing but with food you know how so so I mean, I grew up, we were eating anything, yeah. right? And especially once I hit college, yeah. I was eating yeah. anything. And now granted, you know, growing up with my grandmother, everything was fresh mm -hmm. you know, in North Carolina for the most part. Always home-cooked meals. Mm -hmm. We did not have money for McDonald's. Mm -hmm. So that really wasn't a thing. McDonald's or those things were a mm -hmm. treat. Mm -hmm. Even once I moved to yeah. D.C. with my mother, like mm -hmm. that was a treat. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, now with Queenie, I'm looking at labels. I think mm -hmm. about the ingredients and I'm not like overwhelmed by mm -hmm. it because I cannot control everything. But I'm like, I'm thinking, you know, I was doing it for her, but I'm like, I'm not even doing it for myself. Mm -hmm. I'll eat the trash. Mm -hmm. I don't want to give it to you, but it's forcing me mm -hmm. to think more clearly and to be more grateful for this body that I have, right? Mm -hmm. And to take care of it. Yep. But it started with me doing it for her. Yeah. Not something that I was doing mm -hmm. for myself, mm -hmm. but just being mindful of the dyes and just some of the yeah. things in the foods just for her, mm -hmm. just for her. Because you know better, you try to do a little yep. better, even mm -hmm. if not for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, but there are other areas where I've seen that, mm -hmm. where I'm doing things for her mm -hmm. and I wasn't doing it for myself. So it's forcing me to, to do, you, do that. Does that ever, like, do you ever feel, does it make you feel pressured or is it just kind of like a realization thing? So when it's for her, no pressure mm -hmm. because I will gladly do whatever I can. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm making better decisions mm -hmm. for her. Mm -hmm. No pressure. Easy buttons. Seriously, I do not feel, I don't feel pressured in any way. For myself? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It yeah. feels like work. Because mm -hmm. it is work. You're yeah. reworking. Yeah. I think the difference is, this is Queenie's reality. Her entire life, you've been mindful of your th of those things. Now you're reprogramming yes. your mind. Yeah. And that's decades worth yeah. of work that yeah. you have to rewire. So, I mean, give yourself some grace. I'm trying. That's what you would tell me. That is what I was. You'd be like, girl. Yeah. It's not even that deep. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Well, I'm going to stop saying that because life is tough. Motherhood is a blessing. It's hard at times, just like anything else is hard. But I think if you're constantly in a space where you're open to change, mm -hmm. I think you'll be okay. Yeah. But some, there will be some days, I believe, for all of us where you're just like, this 
this is the pits mm -hmm. and I don't want to <laughs> do this today. It's okay to not be okay. And that's when you say, Auntie Noemi, can she come over? Or God, mommy. Oh, we do that often. You know, it, mm -hmm. it is, that is, that is a part of it too. It's, it's being honest mm -hmm. about your motherhood journey. Mm -hmm. I am a single mom. The village is my co-parent. Mm -hmm. um, and I have to rely on the village. Mm -hmm. And there are times where I just, I don't want to do anything. And mm -hmm. I had to get be okay with that. Like, yeah. you know, scheduling time apart from she. First of all, that I already girl, know where you're going. Mm -hmm. she's the one who told me. Okay, that it's okay for us to be apart. <laughs> she needs some alone time. Yeah, she and then you were the one who told me that I need to um, make time for myself, like even when I don't have anything to do going, to do nothing, and mm -hmm. to schedule her to come mm -hmm. to your house or God mommy's, because that's really the only mm -hmm. place she can go. Um, <laughs> um, even when I don't have plans. Yeah. But like when I travel, you know, I went to Dubai in January, and that was the longest time I was away mm -hmm. from her, and it was going to be the furthest I had ever mm -hmm. been from her. And I had some anxiety, mm -hmm. and I sat her down, and I'm like, Queenie, you know, I'm going to Dubai with God Mommy and God Daddy and all everybody, mm -hmm. and I'm feeling kind of nervous about it. Like, I'm going to miss you, and she's like, Mommy. <laughs> <laughs> Queenie. It's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. It's Auntie Shantia. It's going to be with me. We're going to have fun. We can talk on video chat. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, thank you. Mm -hmm. You're right. Like, I love her so much. Her so, right? Like, uh, Queenie's the best. Yeah. She really is the best. So they teach us so much. They do. And they're going to continue to. Yeah. And we're going to continue to change. Yeah. And we're going to continue to grow. And then, you know, they're going to be big people. And they're going to be their own people. And they're going to continue. We're going to follow them know. to college and grad school. I'm not. You know, I have no desire to do that. <laughs> I will play for me. Kier will. Kier's going to move <laughs> wherever. <laughs> He's so Probably. funny. We just saw my dad not too long ago. He was like, Mr. G. You're going to have to tag team because if I'm with one, who's going to be with the other? Because I already said, don't call me. That was the first thing that my mom did say. When I got older, she's like, I think I was 17 when I started college. She's like, if you make any mistakes, that's on you. I did my job. So my mom was I did similar. my job. Mm -hmm. She was. Mm -hmm. She was basically like, I'm expecting you to be who you were raised to be when I Ooh. left for Bennett. So, and, um, but my, I didn't have a curfew growing up. Oh. And Bennett, and there was a curfew. You had to oh, be in by 11. So I remember calling my mom. I said, Mom, they have a curfew. You know that's not going to work for me. <laughs> my mom said, well, don't have those people calling me. <laughs> she was basically like, you better figure mm -hmm. it out. Even but when she I, knew you would. Yeah, she knew, uh, yeah mm -hmm. she knew I would. And I did. I just snuck in the window quietly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, they, I guess they don't care now. <laughs> I figured it out. Yeah. But, yeah. um. I love that. That just made me think about one thing, and then I know we got to land this plane. But, like, I think that a gift that my mom and what it sounds like your mom had is we always think that our moms just know what to say sometimes. I think our, by that time, your mom knows you. Yeah. They know, they know what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. They know how you're going to respond. You know what I mean? And I think that, like, 
now just now just thinking about it like my mom knows me so my mom said that to me because she knew I wasn't gonna do nothing crazy <laughs> if she had to worry about me she wouldn't she have let go have, yeah, as as easily sure. you know your as, children yeah and my mom my mom knew me and my mom also knew that I'm the type of person that needs responsibility mm-hmm. and if I felt like I had to be responsible for myself I would rise to the occasion and we do that with our kids yeah that's that gift. Yeah, that's it that, is. I think we just unlocked that mom something. Gift. Yes, we have that <laughs> gift. But we're going to land this. I'm sure that if you are a mom, motherhood has taught you so many things. Um, and if you want to share, if you feel inclined to share, please share it below um, or reach out to us. This is an ongoing conversation, like we say about everything. Yeah. I'm sure we're going to have a whole list of things when they're like 10. I know. And when they're in, we'll okay, I'm not. The topic. Yeah. Our babies are still babies. Yeah. Let's relax. <laughs> But we will talk to you later. Okay. Happy Mother's Day. Bye, guys.